Hello, and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, a podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers. Located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at wideteams. I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. This is episode 10 for Monday, August 16th, 2010. I've got a great interview with Aslak Helisoy to share with you today, but before we get to that, I have a couple of announcements. First of all, as you no doubt noticed, we finally have theme music, courtesy of the one and only Giles Boquette. Second, Wide Teams now has its own Facebook page. If you've enjoyed this podcast, or the Wide Teams blog, please take a moment to go to our Facebook page and click the like button. You can find the link to the Facebook page by going to wideteams.com and looking at the right-hand sidebar. Also, I haven't linked to it from the site, but last week, WebWorker Daily published a guest post written by yours truly. It's entitled, The Seven Hats of a Successful Remote Team Member. And it's about how, in order to effectively support your uh, distributed team, it's often important to adopt a number of different roles above and beyond your nominal job description. That's exclusive to WebWorker Daily. It won't be shown on the Wide Teams weblog, so if you're interested, um, I'll include a link in the show notes. And now, without further ado, on to today's featured interview. This is Avdi Grimm with WideTeams.com. I'm here at Rail- RailsConf 2010 with Aslak Helisoy. Hello. And uh, uh, tell me a little bit about where you're from and uh, what you do. So um, I'm from Norway. Uh, I'm a programmer. I'm actually chief scientist in a consulting company called Beck in Norway. Um, it's a company that mostly does Java and .NET development, and uh, I guess Ruby is the language number three. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, you also uh, work on some open source projects. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I've been working on many of them, but um, for the time being, I'm, the one that I'm working the most on is Cucumber, uh, which I created a couple of years ago, and uh, now has a fairly big community and both contributors and, and users. Okay, well, um, from what I understand, you've you've done a fair amount of, of distributed work, both uh, for, for uh, work and uh, for open source. Tell me a little bit just about your history with distributed work. Um, so the first time that happened was I think back in 2004, no, yeah, 2005 or something. I was working in ThoughtWorks, and um, the customer that we were working with, um, they wanted to, you know, save some money and uh, ship some of the work off to India. So at that time we had um, I think 50% of the, there was four developers in India and four developers in 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 uh, the states. And this was before, was before Git, and this was before you know good chat solutions. Um, I mean, I guess there was ISC, but the technology w- wasn't really what it is today. So it was a little bit hard to do. But the the team that we had was really good on both sides, so we managed to you know make it work okay. And what about right now? Are you working with a distributed team now? 
Yeah, so now I'm uh, also working with a team uh, actually in India. Um, and uh, we're working on a Java application. Um, it's, uh, I think we're four people in, uh, four developers in India and, uh, and two developers in Norway. So tell me a little bit about your, your distributed work process. What is, a, what is a day in the life like? <laughs> so, excuse me. Um, yeah, we have a stand-up um, on Skype every day at 9 o'clock Norwegian time. So that's 12.30 Indian time. Um, where we just uh, we discuss the um, the stories that are on, are on the board. So we're using uh, right for the, right now we're using a tool called Agile Zen, which is an electronic Kanban board. And uh, we started using stand-up focused around the user stories instead of focusing around the people. So instead of saying this is what I did yesterday, this is what I am going to do tomorrow. These are my obstacles. You know, we're focusing the discussion on each particular user story. So this is what we did on this user story, stuff like that. Um, and then um, after the stand-up, we just uh, go, you know, then everybody knows who's going to work on what. And we haven't tried remote pairing yet because it's a little bit difficult with um, the bandwidth and things. And um, so we, you know, we have a local pair in Norway and two, two pairs in India. And uh, we sit on campfire um, to to chat and solve things. We use GitHub, uh, the private you know we have a private repository on GitHub that we hooked up to. So we have a couple of post commit hooks. One that sends a message into campfire whenever someone commits, and then we often either discuss the commit right there or we go into into GitHub and comment right in the commits. Um, yeah, we also use a continuous integration. So, uh, yeah, we have a continuous integration server running. We're using Hudson, which is a fantastic continuous integration tool. Um, it's written in Java, but it, you know, good CI tools. They don't care what kind of programming language you're using. Yeah, I've been really impressed with Hudson as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that's basically, that's, that's the main tools that we rely, we rely on. Um, and the main processes we have, yeah, we're doing demos for the customer uh, once a week. Uh, so, you know, one week, short iterations. We're trying to limit the, the, the whip, you know, with a little bit of a Kanban uh, approach. So we're trying not to have more than, say, five, six things in development uh, at any time. What have been the largest challenges in working with such a widely distributed team? I guess one um, culture is, is, is always a challenge. Um, the Norwegians and Indians are very different in many 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 ways, and sometimes, um, in, at least in the beginning, it was a little bit hard to you know communicate on the same level. And I'm not talking about the language barriers because English. I mean, we all speak fluently English, um, so it's more on a cultural level. Um, but that's going that's going a lot better now, I think. Uh, um, have you met um, the the Indian team in person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was one thing that I knew that we would have to do uh, in order to get this off on the right foot. That was to spend time together. So two of the Indian developers flew over to um, to Norway and spent a couple of weeks there to get to know everybody. You know, get to know um, us, uh, the you know the developers from Beck, and uh, also the customer. And 
then they went back and then one of our developers went down there to see what you know what kind of environment were they working in that's really really important when you're working with an with a distributed team you have to build this kind of trust and understanding and that's the only way to do that is to move people around now you are you have the experience of being both uh, uh, doing distributed work uh, for for your job and also uh, being in charge of a pretty large and active open source project? Do you want to talk a little bit about just about contrasting the? Those are both distributed models, but they're they're different. Yeah, um, it's um, when you're working with, when you're working with a fairly big open source community, you don't really have a team. You know, it's just people who come and go. And so you can't really assign tasks to people because you can't really rely on them being done. Um, so it's when I when I work with Cucumber, there's I think right now there's about 280 people who have some a commit in um, in the code base. Uh, so, what, in order to make this work, this um, it's it's very different from running a like in you know a corporate kind of distributed um, project. One of them is that you have to I think you have to um, encourage people a lot more because that's the only way that they will um, contribute. Now, in a corporate setting, I mean, people are there. You know, their encouragement is their paycheck, and so you know they will do their job even if you don't spend so much time encouraging people. Um, although, I mean, encouragement is always always important. But the other thing that's really challenging is to make sure the code base doesn't just come become a complete mess. You know, 250 people. Uh, you can imagine putting 250 chefs in a kitchen, you know. Um, so, so that's obviously a challenge. I often have to go back and, and, you know, fix things after I get a patch. Um, and if you look inside the code base, there, 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 there are pieces that are clean and there are pieces that are not so clean. Um, and what it what takes the most time, I think, is I actually spend a lot more time communicating with people than actually writing and reading code. Um, yeah, can't think of anything. Well, I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot of things to to talk about, you know. <laughs> but we have limited time, so. Um, if you could give uh, some advice to a, a group that is considering doing remote work or d- being a distributed team, what would it be? It would be um, use use tools. Pick some tools that will uh, allow you to have maximum kind of maximum visibility, transparency of what everybody's doing at all times. Because that's really what um, agile development is is about. That's it's just turning the floodlights on everywhere so you, you know um, and for me right now that the most important tool that actually makes that possible is, is github um, and um, yeah travel you know um, meet each other go out and go out and eat um, do some fun things together um, if, you, if you don't do that you won't build trust and and, uh, and you will fail uh, so I think that those are the most important, most important things, and then you just have to be prepared to change your process all the time and have, you know, regular uh, retrospectives, um, figure out what you can, what you can change in your the way that you work. Like once a week, you do a retrospective. We say, for example, um, yeah, we're going to stop using Skype because the sound quality is so bad. We're going to start using phones instead. You know, that's actually something we've um, we've done. 
Oh, interesting. So you, you found that with that kind of distance, uh, the uh, Skype just wasn't working out. Well, actually, yeah. So we're using, we're, we're turning the sound off Skype and just using the video. Oh, interesting. And then we're using actually phone lines for the voice because it's the quality of it is much better. Okay. Yeah. So little things like that. But you have to reevaluate mm-hmm. how you work together all the time. Hmm. Okay, well, before we go, uh, is there anything you'd like to say about either your company or any projects that you're working on? Uh, I just want to say that uh, Beck is the most awesome um, consulting company in Norway. Um, it's a great place to work. I wish we had more Ruby and uh, Rails work, but um, we're working on it. Actually, you know, the, the Java and dot projects that dot .NET projects that we're doing are, are awesome as well. And I'm, I'm not really a big zealot about languages. So if you're in Norway, come work for Beck. <laughs> All right. Well, Aslak, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you, Audi. Thanks for listening to the Wide Teams podcast. Visit us on the web at wideteams.com, which is regularly updated with new articles, screencasts, and more. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed and follow us on Twitter at Wide Teams. Theme music for the show is provided by Giles Boquet, who can be found at gilesboquet.blogspot.com. Until next time, this is Avdi Grimm signing off. Wow, 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 wow,